0: Hi, I'm Christopher Hine with Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We're doing a special weekend edition bonus here. Uh, this is an interview that Jared Wilson of Marshall Thoughts podcast uh, did of me, um, and he released earlier this week. We're doing a multicast or a split-cast uh, podcast with him. And we're releasing it as a special bonus edition. Uh, check out Jared Wilson's stuff; it's really cool. It's not Aikido specific, although uh, Jared does practice Aikido martial arts. Um, uh, however, it's a general Aiki or a general martial art podcast. It's really good and interesting. Uh, he's got a lot of great things to say, and he usually picks really interesting hosts uh, or guests, I guess. Um, so give it a listen. So this is our split podcast, and it's a bonus special release for you guys. All right, hope you enjoy. Take care.
1: Well, today on Martial Thoughts Podcast, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're actually going to kind of share an episode here with Chris Heim with Aikido Disgust. And that's not like discuss like I'm disgusted. It's as in we're discussing Aikido, which is the first time I heard that, I was a little bit uh, confused on that name, too. It is personal. <laughs> um, so uh, if you don't mind, let, let's start off the way you always do and kind of talk about your Aikido back or your martial arts background. Sorry, you know, spoiler alert, but... Because I think there's a, a real important thing we can kind of dig into with your your martial arts background.
0: Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, martial arts is a whole, like like a lot of kids, I was really into martial arts when I was really small. You know, uh, I grew up when the, the ninja craze was really big. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from ages 4 to probably 12, all I could think about was being a ninja like anyone else, you know. <laughs> uh, and so... I um, I studied a few martial arts, not very seriously. I studied uh, uh, some Wing Chun Kung Fu. There was a local school that I got to study that for uh, from. But until I got my license and was able to drive myself, I wasn't really able to study seriously. Uh, so I did end up studying a little Ninjitsu for a while. Um, I was kind of playing about moving to Santa Cruz to to study that more seriously, uh, and then I discovered Aikido Fresno. Um, and Aikido to me sounded like kind of a similar art maybe to um, uh, ninjutsu, like yeah, it sounds like maybe they're night and day, but but similar
1: ideas like using energy and these kind of things and, and maybe this serious side that was
0: kind of appealing to me. Um, so I studied uh, Aikido uh, in Fresno, at Aikido Fresno with Patrick Cassidy sensei, um, and I was Uchideshi there for a little over a year, um, and Uchideshi is a living student, so I was a full-time student, Aikido student, and then I uh, uh, got my Shodan from Patrick Cassidy. And then, um, so I grew up my whole life kind of getting in fights. I have bright red hair, and my last name sounds like a ketchup bottle, and I grew up really short. So, you know, and I, I have a tip on my shoulders. So, um, you know, this this spelled me getting into lots of fights. And so I grew up getting in fights, and, and originally why I started martial arts was because, you know, I want to be a ninja, but I wanted to be able to beat up everyone decisively, you know. That was kind of the thing in my head. is like, oh, you know, I'm going to dominate everyone. If everyone picks on me, I'm going to get them, you know. And so um, and that's actually part of what initially drew me to Aikido was that Aikido would read about it, so I remember reading Aikido Dynamic Sphere, reading about it, and and it's like, oh, you know, this martial art gives me some kind of magic powers that I can beat up anyone, you know. <laughs> so um, I started studying Aikido with this this fantasy in my head that you know I'm gonna have these magic powers, and I didn't know what that, that meant, but somehow my magic powers I'm gonna beat people up with them. So I got my on, and and I was a good Shodan, you know. Uh, and I happened to get in a fight not long after I got my shirt on, and, and there's a good good sign that I wasn't a great shirt on at that point because I got in the fight not long after I got it. And when I got in the fight, I was expecting, you know, the whole time that oh, like my keto training is going to come out, my keto training is going to come out, and it didn't. You know, the fight was just like it had always been my entire life. You know, all the all the stuff I did when I was a kid was the same kinds of things I was using. Um, and so I thought, oh, you know. Maybe I'm just using Aikido wrong, right? Like, so I haven't trained Aikido enough for people actually attacking me. So, like, most Aikido schools and, and mine learning Aikido in my school that I was in is the same way. Like, there's no sparring. So, you mm-hmm. know, we did jipuzz and stuff, which is this, you know, light kind of movement practice, but like, no one's really trying to punch me uh, and me use Aikido techniques. No one's really trying to wrestle with me and me use Aikido techniques. So I thought, oh, you know, I haven't learned Aikido with someone really trained to me. So, was I started going to the local schools here in Fresno? I went to uh, there's a boxing gym. I went to the boxing gym. I went to there was a little MMA school at the time. There was a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school at the time. And this is like uh, 2000, probably about 2000. And uh, uh, so you know I'm looking all these different places and I'm, I'm trying to do my kiddo with someone really punching me or someone really trying to wrestle with me and it doesn't work. So um, Uh, I thought, well, you know, at the time, at this time, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu wasn't huge, huge. If you did martial arts, you knew what it was, and it seemed cool. And I had had a few different opportunities to to play with people who did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So I was like, oh, I'd like to learn Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I want to kind of keep exploring these more mystical sides. That seemed real interesting to me. Uh, And I want to find out if my Aikido works. And uh, that all kind of came together for me uh, in Tim Cartmel, who was teaching in Southern California at the time. And Tim Cartmel's. uh, uh, he studied Kung Fu Sinsu, which is a, a modern style of Kung Fu. Um, and he got to a high level in that and decided that wasn't enough. So he moved to China, lived in China for 12 years, stayed with a, a huge assortment of teachers. Um, and studied uh, serious internal Chinese internal martial arts. Um, and his lineage holder in, in a few Chinese internal martial arts. Then he moved back to the United States and um, started studying Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and was really interested in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and mixed martial arts. When I started training with his he was Brown Belt in Jiu Jitsu. Um, and so this, this was like the perfect guy. He had all this fighting experience. He did these Chinese internals, so it's like, oh, this is the mystical side I want. And he's got this kind of loose-based school where it's like, you know, like, yeah, they're doing Chinese internal stuff, but they're also doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and they're also really interested in mixed martial arts. So I knew that that was a place I could go and try Aikido stuff. And see if it worked you know so so this was this was a perfect teacher so um, I had the opportunity financially uh, I went down with Tim and I stayed with him for I think two weeks at first and then I decided okay that's what I want to do i upgraded my life I moved there um, I got beat up for six months straight by It was fantastic you know I was getting beat up every day and IQ was not working and six months I remember I turned to Tim at one point and I said hey I don't know why I wasted all my time studying Aikido, because this stuff's way better. You know, and my Aikido, you know, I've I've done Aikido for five years at this point, I think. And, um, uh, you know, it hadn't worked out for me at all. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in six months, I was already starting to be able to see myself do the techniques. Mm. So it was like, oh, you know... The Aikido was crap, and, and I remember Tim, you know Tim's got an awesome attitude about martial arts, he was like, you know, it wasn't a waste of time for several reasons. One is, you can use your body well now, so that's great, you got that from Aikido. You've got a good attitude, you can train really well, you've got that from Aikido. You know how to get to class, you discipline yourself, you got that from Aikido. Um, he's like, uh, you know, like so there's a lot of good things, and he's like, and if nothing else, you know, you, you learned that that wasn't really for you, you know, that wasn't very good. I was like, okay, and so for about the next year, year and a half, uh, I just kind of kept training, and I kind of had in my head that um, I, I wanted to be a martial arts teacher for a long time, and so I kind of had in my head, oh, you know, I'll probably just teach mixed martial arts because it's real effective and good, and, and, uh, and it wasn't hugely popular at that time. I was kind of right in at the beginning, so this is probably around 2002 or something like that, mm-hmm. so it wasn't popular at the time, so it was like, oh, cool, you know, I'll kind of swing in at this good point and uh, I'll probably have a successful school. There wasn't anything big in Fresno like that. And I was like, I'll move back to Fresno. It'll be great. So uh, everything's going smoothly. And uh, a friend of mine, Maynard and Chetta, uh, who fought in a lot of Dog Brothers matches. If you don't know what the Dog Brothers is, they're, they're a group of full-contact stick fighters. They originally kind of started studying Filipino stuff and then started playing with, uh, sparring with their sticks without armor. So all they wear is uh, a helmet and sometimes gloves. Uh, depending, uh, n- not much for, for equipment. So, uh, and they hit each other full contact, you know, and their slogan is, uh, higher consciousness through harder impact. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and so uh, so Maynard was like, uh, hey, why don't you go see if your iq your stick stuff works with the dog brothers? Uh, and I was like, well, that's a horrible idea because iq stuff didn't work unarmed. So why would the stick stuff work? And unarmed, I got beat up. So with the stick I'm gonna get beat up even worse, you know? And I was like, this, this is a horrible idea. And so, uh, man, it's like, oh, come, 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 you keep bugging me. I'm like, no. So the next day, um, he calls me up, and uh, he's like, hey, I, I met the Dog Brothers match, uh, and I've lined up a fight for you. There's a guy who wants to fight with a, a bondo. It's like a, like a stick that's kind of like a Joe, it's got the same link. And he wants to fight with you, you can try your Joe stuff. And and I was like, man, this is a bad idea. You know, I'm going to get beat up back. He's like, no, no, no come, come, you got to come, you got to come. Uh, and so talk me into it. So I go down, and, you know, I don't really know anything about this. I had heard him talk about it. They beat the hell out of each other with sticks. That's what I knew about it. So I rush in there. Um, the match is already set up. We're, like, the next ones to go on. Uh, so I grab my stick. Uh, someone let me borrow a face mask. Uh, I fly in there, and I compete. And um, so, you know, I, it was not like any kind of super fantastic thing. I, I did well, though. And a lot of the Aikido things I had learned came out in the Dog Brothers match. And that was super shocking to me because um, I had tried, you know, Aikido is mostly an unarmed martial art is what I thought. And so it's like all that Aikido unarmed stuff and it didn't work at all when I I was playing with MMA guys. But I come and play with these guys with sticks and all of a sudden this stuff kind of started to work. I was like, that's really strange, you know? And I couldn't let go of the idea. I couldn't let go of the idea. And so I just kind of kept thinking about it and wondering why that was, and um, uh, like, oh, you know, and so for a little while I was like, oh, maybe I'll teach MMA, but uh, maybe I'll teach Aikido stick stuff. And, you know, I had a good feeling about Aikido. Like, I never hated the training. I liked all the people I met. I met great people. I had a really good time. Um, So all that stuff was really, I had fond memories of Aikido. It's just that it didn't work martially irritated me. And so because it didn't work martially, it's like, what good is it going to be? I want to study martial arts, something I can use. So I kind of had this idea, and I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And it, it got so irritating to me that I had to, to stop training in MMA and look more at Aikido. Um, so uh, I told Tim I was moving, and, you know, it was kind of hard and sad. He was a really great teacher that I connected with, but I had to follow this other path. So I moved back to Fresno. Um, I got a little house here in Fresno, and uh, in my garage just started teaching. Um, I was teaching Aikido, so, like, for the first... Hour of class, I would teach pretty much strict Aikido. For the second hour, I did this kind of open format thing where we would kind of wrestle and do whatever. And uh, I only had, you know, at the most, I think I had six students ever at the most. Um, And uh, 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 then another guy who I did Aikido with, uh, Michael Barron, who Michael Barron, um, he he had studied judo here and kickboxing. So we were of the same mindset. So we kind of had this school together that we were really like working through this and we just beat the hell out of each other in the garage all day. And so, I originally started thinking, oh, you know, I need to kind of hybridize Aikido. Um, if I do that, then I'll, um, I'll be able to make it actually work, because Aikido, you know, Aikido doesn't have um, good hands-up techniques, doesn't have clinch techniques, um, doesn't really have kicking, doesn't have good submissions, doesn't have anything that, you know, you think of as, as important fighting stuff, doesn't have those things. So, if I put those things in from all the other martial arts I learned, um, maybe I can get something good out of Aikido. And I'm not getting good results with that, but the more we spar with weapons, the better results I'm getting with weapons. And so I kind of started to study more um, traditional Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. There weren't a lot of outlets to study that, but I was reading about it as much as I could and and sending emails to to teachers that I had found and talking to people as much as I could about Koryu martial arts and traditional Japanese martial arts. And then slowly I realized that... Uh, all the, the, the syllabus of Aikido is traditional martial arts from Japan and this is also when I started to really feel stupid because I've been told that all along. This is a traditional Japanese martial art. But realizing that traditionally in Japan people weren't boxing and wrestling, right? So there were sumo but for like real, real martial arts. We're talking about people with weapons. And so all the techniques have to do with weapons. And jiu-jitsu is like a weapon support system and not uh, not some unarmed system that they use. So it's mostly having to deal with, you know, if I have a weapon and you try to control me, or if you have a weapon and I don't, or we're in a close quarter situation where we both have weapons and we're wrestling over the weapons. And that's what traditional jiu-jitsu is. And then when I started to realize this, I was like, oh, Aikido technically is traditional jiu-jitsu. And so I started to train it that way and huge rewards from this right so as we started to spar with weapons when we when we threw weapons in the sparring i hear started start to happen and i did my first shionage ever with a non-cooperative person and it worked like a charm and i was like holy shit, this is it this is the key the light oh man i did a shionage you know this is I don't know, 10, 12 years into my Aikido training, I, for the first time, did a Shionage on someone who absolutely was trying to resist me doing a Shionage. And that was awesome. And then in short order, I went through all the techniques and I had a list for a minute where I would write down. Got a Koku Nage, got an Yidimi Nage, got a Kodage. And so it's like, oh, I got these on people while we're sparring, but they're trying to stop me. It's like, awesome, this is what Aikido is. This is fantastic, and I'm delighted, right? So I start putting up videos of this, early videos. It's like, like 2007 on um, uh, youtube and you know i'm excited and i'm starting to talk on IQ web i'm like hey you know aikido is good but it's weapons stuff and you guys need to understand that and everyone's telling me i'm dumbass at the time you know they're like oh you don't know what you're talking about you didn't train enough you you haven't you know all these things I have lots of opinions about what i'm doing so i'm putting up videos I'm like look what we're doing look what we're doing and everyone's like oh you know that doesn't look like aikido and it really pissed me off for two reasons one reason is because uh it was aikido. it was just done so short they couldn't see it they couldn't see the Nikkyos and the kodagashis and the kokunaris because when it's not a form it doesn't have this big beautiful movement it's just a short quick movement and someone stumbles away or someone falls down or someone lets go so i was like oh you can't see it so 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 you're, you're wrong and the other reason it pissed me off was they were exactly right because it didn't look like aikido anymore and so i was like you know why doesn't it look like Aikido? And so at that point, I think I've got everything lined up. It's like, okay, I've been doing this sparring, so I have live training, so it's all making sense to me, and uh, I understand the heritage of what we're doing, and when you put it in the right context, all of a sudden, you have, is really a disarming technique, it's not a control, and I'm getting all this stuff, and that's great. But for some reason, when, when we do it, it still doesn't really look like Aikido. Even short, like, if something's wrong, so I start exploring more and more multiple attacker stuff. And so uh, I started having my students coming at me with multiple attacker situations all the time, all the time, all the time. And I started realizing, you know, well one-on-one, especially at this stage, you know, now they're all pretty good. But at this stage, I could bully my students around, you know, because they weren't as good as me. So in one-on-one, you know, we'd go at it, and I'd get them most of the time. Um, But but when there were multiples, they were getting me constantly, you know, and I I was like, oh, you know, this sucks. Uh, Clearly, I can't handle two people, um, even when I'm better than them individually. Uh, And then it slowly starts dawning on me that I have to have a different set of tactics for two people than I would for one person. And the reason is, I can't hold one person. The other person comes and hits me or stabs me or chokes me or whatever else. So I have to have this kind of fluid ability to move around both people at the same time. And then slowly it starts looking more like I feel still rough and, and abrupt. But I start realizing, and then slowly, you know, it starts dawning on me. And again, I feel really stupid at this point here. Because um, it dawns on me that Aikido is not about attacking people. It's about simply being able to defend yourself. And when I start using it like that, it's more and more like the Aikido I learned. And I feel stupid because the first book I ever read, Aikido and Sphere, that's all it says. Aikido is not a martial art about attacking people. Aikido is a martial art to deal with multiple attackers. Aikido is something to resolve conflict as soon as possible. And these things are all true. But I had to go through this ridiculous, you know, nearly 20 year now experience until I got... What was going on with it? So um, that's kind of like where we're at now. Like where we're at, so, so we're still kind of in the stages of doing a lot of ronduring at the school. Um, like this year I'm trying to get a bunch of guys together and, and I'm working with some, some youth groups, so I want to be able to get some kids to do this kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and really trying to refine that like make it practical and martial for people and explain like how it can be a martial art, but you have to let go of these silly ideas that you have about it. And they're the silly ideas I have to let go. Of. So I'm not making fun of anyone. I have these same stupid ideas I had to get hit on the head to get them through to me, and maybe they can be provided in a little more sensible way now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that makes you a pretty good uh, Aikido defender, and, and kind of by extension, maybe a lot of the other traditional martial arts that, uh, you know, to use the expression, don't work in the ring type of thing.
0: Right. And I mean, there's there's a reason they don't work in the ring. They were never built for the ring. They were built for another kind of context. And, you know, my students will tell you I say context is king all the time because if you don't understand the context that you're in, then you can't understand what's going to help you through that context. So so people like to go, oh, a fight is a fight is a fight. No. A fight in the dark is different than a fight in the light. A dark uh, fight in an alleyway is different than a fight in a field. A fight with three people is different than a fight with one person, right? So, And uh, not allowing it to become a fight is a whole other kind of skill set. So so these kinds of things are important understandings for martial artists because they need to understand where are you trying to solve the problem. Uh, and I don't know if you, you had a chance to look at my um, spectrum of com- uh, conflict, mm-hmm. but uh, so, so I have it kind of laid out that shows, you know, conflict begins when, when someone just has the idea they don't like you and they want to do something to you or get something from you. And that slowly graduates all the way to, to wrestling and fighting. Um, if you can arrest that early, which is mostly what Aikido is about, then you don't even have to get to the wrestling and fighting. And that would be fantastic. Um, but It's hard to show that to people. It's hard to get through people's heads that, you know, uh, martial arts is a larger field than just wrestling or boxing.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the way I think most people come in and, and maybe even like you said, that's what draws them into it in the first place is they kind of, I'll put it this way, they, they think they have the other parts of conflict resolution already. You know, we, we, we have at least some skill of talking to people, uh, right. saying, I don't want to do this. What I'm looking for is the end result of what happens when that doesn't work.
0: Right, 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 right. Um, and I mean, that's good. And like, like, I think everyone should, you know, so a lot of times when I'm saying this stuff, people are like, oh, so you don't think you should study other things. I'm like, no, I'm an advocate of all martial sorts, I've studied a ton of more sorts. They're really great to study, and if I'm in a wrestling situation, I want to know Greco-Roman, and I want to know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. When I'm in a boxing situation, I want to know Western boxing and kickboxing. Uh, when I'm in a movement situation, I want to know Aikido. When I'm in a, a, an argument, I want to know skills of de-escalation like verbal Judo and things like this. Uh, when I'm in a relationship, I want to know how to talk to the person, I, the people I love, you know, so they don't get upset. When I meet a new stranger, I want to be able to be polite and courteous so we don't get into conflict. So, you know, having a full range of skills is important. But people, like, when they think they're studying martial arts, they think they're just studying wrestling. Or they're just studying boxing. You know, that's the beginning and end of it. There's a
1: lot to study. Well, you mentioned something right there. You said that Aikido was good for movement skills. So what do you mean by that? Because when, again, I'm an Aikido ka, so I, I have a better idea. But when most people see Aikido, what's demonstrated is always the technique. Right, right. And
0: and that's the easiest thing to see. The the other stuff's really hard to see. And and you know, people say this about Yoshiba a lot, you know. The the Aikido, you know, his students can be quoted as saying, the Aikido he did in demonstration was different than the Aikido he did in the dojo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I don't know the reason. I don't pretend to be a psychic who could look back into the past or a, a great historian. There's a lot of better historians, but I really believe, you know, when you're doing a demo, you're trying to get people interested in what you're doing, and you're showing off what you do. And so you show the obvious things. So when, when you see that, you see the obvious things. And as years have gone on, people think that's the important part of training. When that's just the demo. That's just the like, hey, here's the cool look. Um, what what you need to be training is how to keep yourself out of that situation. So. Uh, you know, this is a, a common uh, criticism of Aikido. Oh, you know, Aikido techniques only work when someone uh, will unbalance themselves when someone overcommits to an attack. What happens if the guy will not overcommit to the attack? The answer is, the Aikidoka walks away. And in that walk away, if they choose to chase you, they will begin to inherently unbalance themselves. And through that is how like, your techniques begin to work. So when someone stops and they don't want to overcommit, then you just begin making space away from them. So that's what I mean by movement art. You're moving away from them, right? Because that's where the conflict is, that's where the trouble is. I want to move away from that. And if they choose to chase you, they are inherently unbalancing themselves and they're overcommitting to their attack, and that leaves them vulnerable to the kinds of techniques that we have in Aikido.
1: You know, I've always said that, you know, if you put an Aikido guy in, in an MMA ring, it would be the boringest fight ever, because the Aikido guy would just run away the whole time.
0: Ten percent That's exactly what it would look like. That's exactly what it would look like. You no one wants to see that. And people go, see, Aikido sucks. I plus. And it's like, no, it doesn't. That like, guy didn't beat up. That's <laughs> a bitch. Binge- yeah, you didn't get beat up. And when you that is um, a life skill versus a tournament skill, you know, like a a competition skill. Competition, you're there to dominate and win. Aikido is not about dominating and winning. It's about surviving, living to the next day, and hopefully not just for you, but the other guy too. I'd like the other guy to be unhurt also. That would be fantastic. So Aikido just has a different kind of idea about the world than most martial arts do. It's still martial because I'm able to defend myself with it, right? I'm able to resolve conflict with it. But it's not about dominating someone to do that. It's about finding a a mutual resolution.
1: Yeah, Aikido kinda has this weird place in that, um you know, it's always described as the peaceful martial art, that type of thing. And uh it I think that part of the problem is, like you said, Aikido has a different goal of conflict or combat if you want to use those terms.
0: Yeah, so um, uh, the, the goal in Aikido is just to personally be okay. I, it, it, my goal has nothing to do with doing anything to the other person. Whereas, you know, in uh, Judo, it's not good unless you've thrown them or pinned them. In Brazilian Jitsu, it's not good unless you've submitted them. In Boxing, it's not good unless you've made them quit or go to sleep. So, you know, like, they, those martial arts have different goals. Um, and arguably more or less practical. So, for example, with my grandma, if I get in an argument with my grandma and I'm a judo expert, am I going to throw my grandma? <laughs> if I'm a expert, am I going to knock my grandma out? Um, it, so these, these are not reasonable things. And you laugh because you know, like, that sounds silly. Those skills are silly. But I can still have conflict with my grandma, right? And how do I resolve the conflict with my grandma? And I can you know, provide uh, ways to do that. And not by killing my grandma really hard, right? So not by twisting my grandma's wrist really hard. So my grandma says, you're right, um, but by, by by working with my grandma, understanding her point of view, and finding what a way to accord for both of us, and that's the overall philosophy of Aikido It gets drilled into you both physically and
1: philosophically at the same time. And there's a an apocryphal tale, and I don't remember, have no idea if it's true, but it was with Funakoshi, um, you know, who, who developed, invented, whatever you want to use the word for modern Shotokan karate. And his students wanted to ask him one time and he said, Well, what would you do if you got attacked before you knew karate? He said, I'd run away. He says, Well now that you know karate, what would you do if someone attacked you? He goes, I'd run away with confidence. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I it just kinda of fits in the whole Ikey idea. I have no idea again, it's an apocryphal tale, it, it's fun. I think it kind of fits in, but um Yeah no.
0: You know, like, when you start considering, like, so like, you know, weapons conflict really is what led me to this. And, um, you know, I kind of, like, a lot of people had this idea that, well, if I can defend myself unarmed, then that means, you know, I, at the worst stage of, of conflict, I can still handle myself, right? So this is kind of idea I had. Um, and I didn't realize that, like, you know, spending a whole lot of time on unarmed training was going to uh, take away time from armed training. And armed training is really superior if you're talking about a serious situation. Someone breaks into my house, I'm going, go, going off on a tangent here, but someone breaks, off and breaks into my house, I'm not going to go wrestle them in the living room, right? Uh, I'm going to stand around the corner with a firearm, and I'm going to say, you need to leave my house. And if he's not willing to leave my house, and there's no other solution, I'm going to do what I need to do. Uh, but thinking about the world like this, that, that you know, if that guy doesn't leave, I need to squeeze the trigger and I need to, to eliminate the threat because I have a family here that needs to be safe. That is the consequence of not... Being able to resolve a conflict in a way that's not violent. And so when I started thinking of the world in those contexts, thinking about armed stuff and like how Aikido is from armed martial arts, and you know, I carry weapons all the time, it's like, well, if I had to use this, what would that mean? And realizing that's a very bad day for someone else and probably for me as well, um, and is there a way to resolve that without it being that? Whereas when I was just sitting under martial arts, like, oh yeah, I'll choke them, and then when they go to sleep, I'll get up and laugh while they're convulsing on the ground, and all my friends will be like, Chris, you're um, that's a different kind of thing. That's you know some kind of bravado ego shit that I had from when I was a kid. Um, but realizing now that you know when I get in conflict it has potentially very serious ramifications, and I do not want that to escalate into craziness.
1: So, when you teach Aikido, how how do you kind of how do you kind of institute where Aikido is good and where it's not good? Do you, do you draw a line and say, okay, at this point, learn something else. But up to here, Aikido is awesome.
0: 100% Yeah And so I, I talk to my students You know And like when When you're in a uh, Intense clinch That's not where Aikido is good And I like, I like to illustrate that, You know so um, Aikido is about the, the, the concept of Aiki Is about Being able to match With the force Of your attacker In a way that's beneficial For you Okay If you're set up In a rear naked choke Meaning someone's behind you They have an arm around your throat, And they're starting to squeeze The Aikido way To answer that Is to go to sleep <laughs> yeah. if, if, no way that I cannot resist what they're doing and go with the choke and not go to sleep, right? So, so, so there's a good example where Aikido is kind of useless once I'm being choked. It's not good anymore. I need to be able to fight out of there. And skill systems like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu are magnificent at teaching that, and that's where you need those kinds of skills. So Aikido should help you stay away from being choked. Um, But once you're in that kind of position, you're in that kind of position. Um, There's no substitute for doing some boxing with efficient boxers to learn how punches look and deal with it and get hit several times and realize you're not going to pump on the ground most of the time when someone hits you. Um, So so, there's other skill sets you do need to pick up to be a complete martial artist. Um, Aikido goes from when there's intent, and that's when someone begins to have a plan to do something terrible to you. And if you read stories of you you there's there's lots of stories of him picking up on intent really, really early and solving problems before it gets out of hand. So it begins at intent, intent when someone intends to do damage to you, and goes all the way through um, to contact and the very, very beginning of struggle, although at struggle we can pretty much cut Aikido off. And that means that, you know, so intent into action, meaning they're beginning to take actions to get you, uh, to contact when they initially begin to contact you, to struggle when you're resisting their con uh, their contact. Um, it, as the struggle deepens, Aikido is not a good martial art study for that, you know, so you really do need wrestling skills at that point. Um, it is far better in armed grappling um, because of its traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu history. Um, still not great, not as good as traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu, uh, and in sparring with that, that would be the best way to go with armed conflict, uh, armed struggle. Um, but, but Aikido, it it's in that little
1: paradigm right there. Well, what about Aikido techniques? Because you were talking about how it, the Aikido techniques that we do for demonstration aren't really what work in a struggle. So, where do the actual Aikido techniques, not the uh, the Tai sabaki, the movement part, but where do the actual techniques come into that conflict uh, spectrum?
0: The so Aikido techniques fall in, in a in a variety. So so. A lot of
1: Aikido's technical syllabus is heavily influenced by traditional Japanese Jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Those inks, so techniques like ikkyo, nikkyo, sankyo, yangkyo, gokyo, rokyo,
0: um, the, the uh, con- traditionally called controlling techniques, they just mean principles, you know, main ideas, those techniques are really good in armed struggle. They're designed to take weapons out of people's hands or keep people from controlling your weapon hand. They work fantastically for that. Um, most of the throws in Aikido are better for pre-struggle situations where someone's maybe started to make contact with me or they're physically coming at me and the throw is done not to throw someone. So this is kind of the, the thing that's hard to understand about Aikido. When Aikido techniques come off, they don't come off because I wanted to throw someone. They come they came off because they were attacking me in a way that if they continue to attack, they'll fall on the ground. Um, and so it's not like me choosing to throw someone down. It's them continuing to struggle while I'm in a superior position. So what Aikido is really about is putting yourself in that superior position over and over and over. So as they attempt to get to that position, they'll unbalance themselves. When they unbalance themselves, then they'll fall down. But it's not because I threw them. It's because they unbalanced themselves. So, um, you know, if you studied Aikido... Uh, and you want to get good at armed grappling. So you know, armed grappling. There's not a lot of people talking about it right now. It's getting a little buzz. You know, so if you look at stuff like South Narc, uh, this is the guy. Shadow. Uh, I think he's really cool. If you follow him on Instagram. Uh, he's got seminars. He's uh, an ex uh, narcotics police officer um, who's been in a lot of a lot of struggles. And he teaches all kinds of awesome close quarters grappling, weapons grappling stuff, um, which looks amazing, like like traditional jujitsu and Aikido. So, if you study Aikido, you will have all the techniques for that kind of stuff, which is struggle with weapons. And that's what all the hand holding and controlling is about. It's like the way we we deal with strikes. So, you know, like, Showman looks like a really stupid bullshit strike um, when you think of two guys boxing in a ring, but it looks fantastic when you think about Norman Bates stabbing a girl in the shower, right? So, that overhead. Someone with a knife stabbing down on you repeatedly, that's what a showman is. Or a yokelman is someone swinging a stick at the side of your head or trying to cut you in the neck with a, with a knife. Uh, and ski is someone making a giant leap to stab you because you're out of distance otherwise and they have to, to, to jump in to stab you. So that's what um, the, the syllabus for is good for in that context. Ueshiba made it a different martial art, though. So, you know, Aikido is not traditional Japanese Jujitsu because Ueshiba's idea was not even to get into that. So Ueshiba wanted to start solving things before they even had a hold of you. And so that's where the throws, you know, if you read traditional uh, stories of Yoshiba, you see this stuff over over like, Ueshiba invented Iri Minage. And I remember the first time I read that. <laughs> because I, I, I saw, I don't know how many traditional uh, Kori martial arts that had the same basic technique, and I was like, well, that existed a long time before Ewushu. Well, what did they mean? But they meant that the concept of entering in that way to make someone fall down was Ewushu's idea. Uh, and so that's what Ewushu was working with. He was working with a system where I don't have to harm someone else. And you know, another thing that people say, in I all the time, is like, well, you know, Aikido is the kind of martial art you would use on your drunk uncle at the Christmas party when he attacks you because you don't want to hurt him. So so you do Aikido on him. And if they think that the answer is kotegaeshing your uncle really hard, or some feeling your uncle twisting his wrist really hard um, is the answer. That's going to hurt your uncle, right? So, so that's not the answer. The answer is to not allow your uncle to be able to successfully physically attack you, and that's what Aikido does. It, it continues to put you in a good position and them in a bad position, and it looks worse and worse and worse to attack you the longer it goes on.
1: You know, I don't know what it is, but drunk uncle always comes up in our school, too. I, I don't know why there's a lot of drunk uncles, I guess. but It is totally drunk. It's so <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's an Aikido thing. We all have drunk uncles. <laughs> <Heart>. <laughs> um, You know, on, on that same note, one of the things I wanted to say is, you know, you were talking about the, the showman attack, you know, straight down over the head. One of the people in our school actually got attacked like that. Someone attacked him. They were holding... Uh, like a pair of scissors, almost like ice pick style, and it—he did an ego perfectly on them, and actually, un- unfortunately for the other person, they actually dislocated his shoulder doing it.
0: But see, I mean, there's a good example. The context came up, and naturally he was able to do that, right? So an overhead attack, which when you had a pair of scissors in your hand or an ice pick or whatever it is, and you stab it into someone, that's a natural attack. The natural response to that is to stick your arms up to stop it, and that's the beginning of Shamanuchi Ikkyo, and then to shove their elbow away is a fantastic idea, right? So in the right context, perfectly natural thing. Does that ever happen in an MMA ring? No, 100%. That will never happen in an MMA ring.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully they're not pulling out scissors. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> get
1: <a> bad job. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be curious on where he was hiding them, too. <laughs> um, okay, well, you know, you were talking about adding in some of the other stuff. I'm I'm curious, when you teach the Aikido, uh, the Aikido, if I can talk, when you teach the Aikido, do you say, you know, okay, so this is where up to Aikido it covers, and, you know, I found that, like you said, BJJ works really good here. Or do you say, you know, it's like, uh, my Wing Chun kind of takes over at this point do you do you have anything that kind of works specifically well and kind of flows Where Aikido takes off?
0: But for like five or six years, I was in this fluctuating hybridizing state where I was like You know Aikido needs answers here, and I taught like that like I would say like, oh, you know if Someone uh, has a big overhead punch. That would be cool But you know people really jab and are ideas that maybe you could do off of that so I did that for a few years And then the more I talked that way, the more I realized that if I just talked about the context that Aikido wants to answer, I didn't need any other techniques. And so really more what I talk about than the techniques you need is how you need to address these kinds of attacks and realizing that these kind of attacks are just outside of Aikido. And so I teach other things, you know? So so I teach a self-defense class where we uh, we spend, you know, uh, 15 minutes every class boxing, 15 minutes every class uh, doing groundwork, 15 minutes every class doing stand up, 15 minutes every class doing assorted things with weapons and multiple attackers. So, you know, a class where we, we look at, you know, the full spectrum of martial arts because it's essential, you know, Aikido doesn't answer a lot of stuff. Um, but just telling the Aikido people like, look, for most stuff you're just gonna walk away and so like I say you know if someone goes to square up with you which is something I like a person should never try to do um, then you just begin walking away or if someone gets into a boxing stance to box with you you walk away if someone goes to grapple you walk away now there's also situations we can't walk away from right so like I said you know I'm in my house and someone breaks into my house I'm not gonna walk away from my house while that guy does whatever nefarious shit he's up to in my house I'm gonna defend my house that's a different skill set right um, not that Ikeda can't be stacked with other skill sets. In fact, it works really good when you stack it with other skill sets. But that's not the ultimate goal of Ikeda. The ultimate goal of Ikeda is, is being okay myself, and if I can provide an okay future for the other person or people, then I would like to do
1: that as well. Okay, that kind of makes sense. What about, because um, the way I kind of find found you was uh, uh, through your podcast, and I, I'm I'm digging it. I think you're up to episode six now, I think. And we just did six. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's, let's do a little bit of a show plug for you. Um, <laughs> what, tell me a little bit about your podcast, about what it is and kind of what its goal is. Um,
0: so it's called Aikido Discussed. Um, the, the name is a pun, uh, purposefully. Uh, so, uh, you know, after class, we have giant discussions. And this has been a part of my entire martial arts career. And probably a lot of people's martial arts career. Like, you know, after class, we want to talk about all the stuff we just did. So um, when I was a student and as I became a teacher, same things. You know, after class we'd sit and talk and uh, I had this little, uh, so me and some of my other students, the two other people on the podcast quite a bit, um, where we would say like, oh, you know, look at this dumbass thing or look at this guy trying this or all this stuff setting or, you know, man, that's a fantastic thing. We need more of that. Um, We would share those amongst each other and talk about it. And then the other two, uh, real into, so uh, on the show is also uh, Maya Salon McDaniel and Joshua T. Um, Josh is a, uh, a reporter here in Fresno, he works for the Fresno Bee, hmm. um, and he does several other podcasts, so he's really to podcasts, and uh, Maya's a millennial, millennials love podcasts, uh, so <laughs> oh, she's like, we should do a podcast, and so they convinced me, uh, and I don't know anything about it, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, so, uh, so we started doing this podcast, and it's been doing well, um, and basically, you know, we just kind of hit different topics every week, and things that bother us about it, you know, or things that we think are awesome, um, we'd like to talk about, and, and it's just about Aikido and, and, you know, the trials and tribulations you have while
1: studying the art. Yeah, I, 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 I listened to it as an Aikido-ka, but, um, I think a lot of other martial artists could listen to it and, and still pick up stuff, too, even though it's, you not know, Aiki-specific. A friend
0: of mine the other day, he, uh, he doesn't do martial arts at all. And uh, we, we have this uh, little ritual where a few of us get together and we play dominoes and we drink and just have a good time. And so he's like, he oh, I haven't seen you guys for a while. And I was like, yeah, he's all, I've been listening to your podcast, so I feel like I'm still hanging out with you. Uh, and I was like, you don't do martial arts. Why do you listen to the podcast? go, like, sounds cool. I just like listening to it. And I was like, oh, you just think it's good? And he's like, yeah, it's just fun. And he's like, I'm learning about this stuff. It's good. And I was like, all right, cool. So I thought that was a glowing review from someone who doesn't even do martial arts.
1: Yeah, you can definitely tell the three of you guys have a, a, a good relationship amongst you. There's a lot of laughing and, and uh, having fun involved.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's about. You know, it's not, you know, nothing's too heavy or, or hard-handed. It's just like, we're just having a good time talking about
1: stuff. Well, you mentioned uh, Aikido in the dynamic sphere, and, and my last couple of questions are usually about kind of the more pop-cultury, other parts of martial arts. Do you have any other... Uh, book recommendations for martial arts or Aikidoka or stuff you have your students read or anything like that? Um,
0: so, you know, if you're an Aikido student, you need to read a large variety of material. Uh, <laughs> and the, you need to look at the major sources of Aikido. So, you know, I think there are like six Aikido teachers that, that are essential reading. Uh, that's uh, Mochizuki, uh, Tamiki, uh, Shioda. Uh, Saito-sensei, Kishimaru, and, uh, and I always say his name wrong, and, uh, and um, uh, Koichi uh, uh, uh yeah, you, you have to read those people um, in order to, to kind of get an idea of the Aikido landscape. Um, and all of them have a book or two out, and Mochizuki stuff's a little harder to find, but, um, uh, they all have something out that you can read, and kind of get their perspective on Aikido, so, so you need to seek those people out, and it, and look, I'm not, I'm not being mean to anyone who, who's not one of those teachers. There's a lot of other fundamental, important Aikido teachers, but those six kind of did so much to promote Aikido, that you have to understand what each of those guys is saying to kind of get an idea of Aikido in general now, like popular Aikido, um. So, so you need to read those guys. Um, especially Since I would read traditional Aikido. It's a fantastic book. Um, it, it's out of print, but you could find a PDF. I'm not recommending downloading. But I, I, it's, it's been out of print for a while. You might be able to get them in general still. Um As far as martial arts in general, um, there's a lot of fantastic books. And, and I would say, you know, go with stuff that's pushing you to an extreme. So, you know, if you're an Aikido guy, read a book that's uh, by... An army ranger or a green beret or someone who's going to talk about murdering people because it's just the opposite end of the spectrum, you know. Um, if you're if you're into like wrestling or something, uh, look at a lot of striking stuff. So you need to to vary your understanding of the martial arts. Um, and so the, the broader perspective you can have, the better that will actually help you understand the system you're studying. Um, so so just getting a broad view. I, I can't think of any books offhand that are really fantastic must reads. I, I just say. Read them all. So, I mean, I read a lot of martial art books because um, they all provide different little insights. And, you know, some of them seem really trite, um, but, but you know, a lot of them are really, really good. There's some good stuff on Brazilian Jiu Jitsu right now. Uh, Tim Cartmel, my teacher, uh, I'll give him a plug because he writes fantastic things. Um, uh, so, there's a lot of good stuff out there to read. So, just keep your eyes open and look to expand your understanding. So, if you do Aikido, don't just read Aikido books. Um, if you do boxing don't just read boxing well, boxing books I mean, but, <laughs> uh, to, to diversify yourself well,
1: well that kind of brings up another question I just thought of It's when you're mentioning the uh, the six past masters so to speak um, are you part of a federation and if so do they how have they taken some of your ideas because what you're saying is kind of antithetical. It, it kind of goes against what we what we like to project Aikido as, pardon the pun. Yeah,
0: uh, it's funny because everything I say about Aikido uh, sounds so radical, and then if you say the things that are Aikido, everyone goes, oh yeah, those are the things that are Aikido. You know, Aikido comes from sword work, Aikido is Japanese martial art, it's martial art where we don't have an attack. Um, all this stuff is exactly what we all read when we just, she started studying Aikido, but when I say it this way, it's like, that's radical. It's not. But, but no, the federations don't care for me. Um, uh, so don't have any affiliations anymore. Um, the, the last group I was affiliated, it kind of seemed like it became a money game to me. Um, and so I wasn't interested. So I became an independent dojo. And I think there are a lot of independent dojos now. Uh, uh, so, you know, when I thought about breaking off, I, I called some of my, my friends and asked them. And they were all like, yeah, break off. You're not getting anything from them anymore. And so, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be mean to the organizations, but I feel like there's not a lot that they're giving the schools and and they are taking financial things away and the burden of having to host seminars and have this teacher come for $3,000 guaranteed and all this stuff, you know, um, it, it can be very hard as a teacher to support that. And so, uh, so I just personally felt like that wasn't beneficial to me anymore, so I left. And, and I do have some ideas that people see as radical, so it's like, eh, they don't really care for that. So uh, I'm unaffiliated at the moment.
1: Okay, I, I was just curious, just because I, saying that Aikido doesn't work at that last stage of conflict, at the struggle part, is nobody kind of really wants to admit that, I guess. Maybe that's the best way to say it.
0: They don't, they don't. And if they would have hit it, the whole world would open up to them. You know, the, the truth is, like, just, you know, it's like, you don't see any boxers walking around going, well, we're badass at headlock escapes, too, but we just don't show that, you know, like, we're, <laughs> we're like, takedown defense, we just don't show that. Boxers go, no, I hit with my hands, and I don't let them hit me with their hands, that's what my skill set is. And if I could people could admit that and stop going, like, well, we're the ultimate badasses at everything, pretty much, so, you know, give me a, a fighter jet, I'll fly that, give me a double <laughs> Stop that. You know, like, it's silly. So, you have to understand where your martial art is stops at and where it begins at. And if you understand that, it's cool. It'll open up for you. And then you wouldn't have to spend all the time you know, arguing like, oh, a boxer could never get me. In a boxing match, a boxer beat the hell out of me, right? He's a boxer. He's good at that. Admit that. It's okay.
1: Yeah, I think Conor McGregor just kind of proved that to everybody. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was... Uh, I love, or like, Oh, he did pretty good. I'm like, Are you watching the same fight I was watching? Because he... The damn, like he is not a
1: boxer, you know? He did pretty good for someone that wasn't a boxer, right?
0: He probably look about like any amateur boxer would look if you put him in the ring with Mayweather,
1: right? Um, well, I'm gonna guess just based on your podcast and based to uh, you know listening to you a bunch, um, you like martial arts movies as well. Do You have any favorites? That's,
0: that's an easy assumption. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What, what's your favorite martial arts movie?
0: Um. Oh man. So if you you want to talk about beautiful martial arts movies, um, Hero, um, which is a Jet Li uh, movie, mm-hmm. has really great. It's from all these different perspectives. Kind of has this Rashomon feel, where it's all these different viewpoints, and they're all done in different colors and it's super beautiful. And you know, it's that um, Chinese uh, opera uh, Wushu, that looks really beautiful. Um, so it's it's you know it's just a spectacle. It's awesome. It's fun to watch. Um, if you're looking for um, a, a more like um, modern martial art, I don't know how to say this, but there's a movie called Way of a Gun with um, uh, Benicio Del Toro and Ryan Philippe. Uh, it's like from 90-something, uh, which is a fantastic movie. Most people wouldn't call it a martial art movie, but I would. It's, it's these two guys, that, they must have been, like, they don't say in the movie what they are, but they must have been Rangers or Green Berets or something, and they, they've gone on the take, you know, they're criminals now, and, and they kidnap this pregnant girl, and, uh, you know, they use lots of awesome tactics, um, and, and it's, you know, martial arts, of the gun, you know, like that's kind of the idea, like way of the gun, it kind of has that feel, and so it feels a lot like a, a Kurosawa film or something I mean, the movie making's not on that level, but it feels like that where you kind of get the, the idea that these guys are really paying attention have a lot of intent and they're they're interesting guys, um, so I think that's a, a real fun movie that's maybe, you know, not martial arty, but really great, um, and then uh, The Hunted um, which is a terrible movie but if you like the silly idea of ninja still wearing traditional um, uh, Tokugawa era clothing, running around in a modern city, throwing ninja stars and uh, and cutting people with the sh- uh, their their katana. Uh, then that movie's great. You know, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous to watch, and, and I really like it. It's got Christopher Lambert, who who's won my heart ever since Highlander. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's a great, terrible movie. But uh, <laughs> those are my three tops right there. A uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Got to put that
1: in. <laughs> well, you got to throw that one in there too. For sure. Okay.
0: Like you have me about books, I'm
1: like, ah, a lot of books, dude. I, I, <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I, I know. I got about, uh, I don't know, about 200 books on my shelf right behind me now. So, <laughs> uh, well, if um, if my listeners want to uh, check out the Aikido Discuss podcast or you know read some of the stuff that you've written, what, what's your internet presence out there? Um, so uh, the best way to read my stuff
0: is AikidoStudent.com. Um, which we're doing a revamp of right now, and hopefully we're going to have, oh, this is the first time I've said this, we're going to have an outline of Aikido that explains what Aikido does with a series of videos and articles, and you can kind of look at it like uh, Khan Academy, I don't know if anyone's used Khan Academy, it's basically where you can study different things, where there'll be little quizzes, and we'll talk about Aikido, talk about the history of Aikido and what the techniques do, it's going to show an outline of how we do Aikido in my school, um, and, and that might, may or may not be beneficial to people. Um, but that's also where I put all the articles I, I write and stuff like that. Uh, we also have you know Instagram and all that stuff. But uh, to, to get to the core of the material, um, look on aikidoestudent.com.
1: And the podcast is available where? Everywhere?
0: Uh, hosted by SoundCloud. It's available on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, I think we're going up on Stitcher this weekend, I think. Yeah. Um, so most places you should be able to, to get to us.
1: It's just Aikido colon disgust. <laughs> Still gotta love the name, but. Uh, <laughs> well, let me say thanks for coming on here and talking to us a little bit about um, about what Aikido is good at.
0: Awesome! Thank you. you for having me. I really appreciate it.